Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. And let's see. We've got a voicemail from Chuck Thorne and Playing It Wrong. Go ahead, Chuck. Hey, Glenn. It's Chuck with Playing It Wrong. Long time, no call in. Sorry about that. But I'm playing catch up. And I just want to touch base on the pit trap episode way back when. Favorite pit trap that I ever used. 30 foot deep pit. And in the bottom, gelatinous cube. The players had a real love-hate relationship with that encounter. But hey, it was fun. So hey, keep the podcast coming. And as you say, bye-bye. Thank you very much, Chuck. I appreciate it. Well, okay. Play catch up. <laughs> First off, do I really sound like that? Do I sound like Ed Norton? Uh, bye bye. Or Yogi Bear or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. I like that pit trap, that gelatinous cube trap. It's a little deadlier than I like to use, but hey, there's a slim chance that the character or characters can get out of it. So, you know, they should use their time wisely and concentrate on that. But. Thanks for the tip, and thanks for the email. I will remember that. <laughs> okay, talk about today about maps and dungeons and things again. Oh, Lord, old man Grognard, are you going to talk about writing out dungeons again? Yeah, I guess I am. It's weird when you're sleeping and you get ideas. So this is going to sort of play on to what I've talked about before. Remember, I had the idea of just rolling up, say, a dozen random dungeon layouts, and then... Well, actually, let me take it back even further. I talked about sitting down and saying, what makes a certain type of dungeon? What is something that every dungeon has, and what you can do for variations on that? So sit down, you write out a list of what rooms a dungeon usually has, and then that's your base. Once again, once again, uh, benchmarks, bases. You got your baseline dungeon, and then you can write out variations on it. Okay, fine, that's all well and good. I believe that John 4 does the same thing. Was it John 4? Yeah, I think it was John 4 who came up with the five-room dungeon where it's like one, two, three, four, five, and then you just repeat that. I think that's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I wanted to take it a step further and come up with the base dungeon, what's in every dungeon, and then the variations on it. Okay, we talked about that before. And we've also talked about taking a book and filling it up with dungeon dungeon layouts, say a book full of graph paper like one of my compo books or something and this hat just have that and that's good that's something that's kind of a, a pastime thing where you have nothing to do and you can sit there and make dungeons or something like that just start drawing but if you did like say four or five dungeons or even a couple of dungeons you drew drew them out and you're playing a say you're running a sandbox okay you don't know where they're going to go but you know that certain hexes have things like a dungeon in it, or two, or maybe none, or a wilderness area. So you see where I'm going with this. You kind of plot it out like a dungeon. 
And what you can do is take those three or four or five dungeons that you have written up or you have drawn up and adapt them to whatever the situation is. It's kind of a variation on the five-room dungeon. For instance, you have an entrance, you have a trap, you have a monster in here. There is maybe something down the hall, a lab or something like that. Just lay out the rooms and then say, okay, this is your base, and what else can I do with this? There's nothing wrong with adding rooms to it either. You don't have to keep it static. You may want to change your room or two, add another five-room dungeon on it for like some nifty traps or maybe the ecology of the place you want to change around. This monster wouldn't be here, but this one would. You can swap them out, things like that. I'm always kind of trying to think modularly. That's the whole key right there. Think modular. And so if you think modular, two things, actually I've taken two things. Think modularly and prep modularly. So you can swap stuff out. Now this this gets into the this gets into quantum ogre territory, but that's okay because you're playing a sandbox and you're just sort of putting it on the fly. You gotta think of it as like Lego pieces or building blocks, or whatever you want to think of. I think of it as Lego pieces. Where they're going, okay, you build it this way. Where they're going over here, okay, you build it that way. But you have your pieces. You have your pieces right there that you can just go, boom, 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 boom. Okay, boom. That's good. And you may even write out these rooms in separate in a separate book. Not a separate book, but I mean in a list of, like, here's the room. Say a page, a uh, room a page. That'd be good. Actually, that'd be excellent. You take, you know, okay, this is the kitchen. And you can write down variations on kitchens in there. If you have the base, I think that'd kind of be kind of cool. And, and next thing you know, you got a book of dungeons. And it's like, a, it's, it's like, it's dungeon Legos is what it is. As a matter of fact, if you do have a Lego set, <laughs> I would, it, I would actually pull it out and go okay this this room goes here and this room and just start putting the legos together that way i have up in cl- the closet a game that you, they put out a few years ago called heroica i've got i think i've got the basic i've got the base set and one of the expansions and the reason i haven't put them out is because they're smaller than legos they're like <laughs> they're like mini legos and I, all i can see is me stepping on them in the middle of the night so I never pulled them out, never figured out what the game was all about. But I'm thinking, like, maybe I should pull those out and just, you know, just start building and say, okay, this room's here, and just look at it. I could either look at it and draw it in my book or take a picture of it on my phone. Even better. I would rather draw it in my book eventually. I could take a picture and then just look at my phone and draw it in the book. I'd rather have the book rather than a bunch of separate pieces of paper, if you know what I mean. So that's another way of doing it. But just when you're when you're doing a dungeon, especially if you're doing a sandbox, you've got to start thinking modularly. I'm not saying change. You know, if you if you, if you want to extend this to the nth degree, you can say the whole world could be modular. Okay, in this hex, I can put bum, 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 a forest, or over here, I can put a bum, 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 keep, or something like that. That, to me, is taking it a little too far. I think you should have a somewhat stable world. And if you're using a hex crawl, somebody else's hex crawl, it makes it even easier. 
because you can just go by, okay, they say this is here, and so I can plan accordingly. What do I have modularly that will fit in there? Let's see. Okay, ah, perfect, perfect. I'll just do that. And that's a book of, of modular stuff, I think, makes perfect sense. In fact, I think that's going to be a project of mine, and I hope this comes to fruition because it sounds really good. I've got this gigantic mono 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 quill mono I can't mono monophotius book that I got. That's a, a a book full of graph paper. It's something like five hundred plus pages of graph paper. I got it at a thrift store, and I started filling a few things in, but it really didn't go anywhere. This would be a good thing to, for it to do, although I think it's a bit big. I think I'd rather start smaller, like a composition book or something like that, and maybe transfer it over like so. Double work, but, you know, it's, you've got something. It's almost, like, it's almost like a tome of knowledge, almost like your basic tome, your basic building blocks of a world or a dungeon or whatever you need. So my advice is to to do that. Think modularly. Even if you don't do it the way I want it, I'm thinking of doing it. Come up with your own come up with your own system and think modularly. Like I said, it doesn't work in every situation. I mean you should to me you should have a world map that you actually built or somebody else's world map or whatever. But use the resources you have at hand and think modularly. So that's my advice this time. Okay, I'm going to go start my day. So, okay, yes, we, uh, I don't know, sort of <laughs> brain fart. I can't help it. Sorry. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can just just get a hold of me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you can call me at Anchor. I'll take a voicemail. Take some voice message to Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support my program, and I would thank you. And I want to thank my supporters, Jonathan Dorje wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez, and Juan Carlos Llewellyn. Thank you, guys. You are great. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.